Wake up. Wake up. Get up. Yo, how y'all doing? I hope you're having a good day. I hope you're feeling well. I hope you're ready to get out there and get shit done. Yeah. Let's do another train. Good morning, everybody. And welcome back to Thoughts by DeVille D.I. You know it's your boy DeVille D.I. coming to y'all this morning. Oh, man. Look. Hey. Hey. Do you wash your chicken? Let's keep it real. Let's keep it one done. Do you wash your chicken? The reason why I'm asking is because over the past couple of days, social media has been in an uproar. Well, to keep it real, 100% a done, as they say, the black community the african-american community has been in an uproar and there has been this debate raging about whether or not you should actually wash your chicken before you cook it now uh this all stems from the cdc uh releasing a statement saying that you should not wash your chicken because you um you run the risk of spreading um salmonella and e coli through cross contamination now the reason why the the uh black community is in uproar about this because for the majority of us since the moment we started cooking when we were being taught to cook we were always taught that you wash that chicken you may even wash it soaking in a little bit of vinegar you know what i mean to get all that those germs and bacterias off of it and um now the CDC is saying this. Now this is something that I, is not new to me, actually. Um, I've heard a chef say over and over again that you shouldn't be washing your chicken because of that reason of cross-contamination. And saying what they're saying is basically, you know, you wash the chicken in the, uh, in the sink and anything that that water touches, splashes on or whatever, is, could, could possibly get contaminated with salmonella or e coli whatever bacteria that the chicken may be holding so then everybody's like yeah but that only accounts if you don't clean your kitchen yeah you're right but at the same time you know sometimes that cleaning isn't efficient as we think it is you know in our community we, we believe that you put a little bleach on anything and it's clean but sometimes when you're cleaning you're not actually wiping things up. You're spreading things around. And, you know, you could be spreading bacteria all over your kitchen. But, dear, DeVille, I've been washing chicken since I was 16 years old. And my family's good. <laughs> True. Because mine is, too. Like I said, I, I was taught to wash my chicken. And I still, do to this day, do wash, chick wash my chicken. It's out of force of habit. But you know who doesn't wash their chicken? You know who doesn't wash their chicken? Any restaurant that you go to and eat. Yeah, I used to work in the food industries. I actually worked at one. I actually worked at two, two, three restaurants that served uh, chicken in particular. And when you go to these restaurants, I don't care how high end it is. I don't care how many stars it got. I don't care how many gourmet it is, how much gourmet it is. They're not washing that chicken before they cook it. That cooking goes from wherever it's being stored to its thawing area. And from that thawing area, 
to the grill, to the flat iron, wherever they're cooking it at. They're not washing your chicken in there if you're so serious about being. And, and I'm just, I'm not, uh, I'm not advocating either. Or at the end of the day, do whatever you want to do. If you've been washing your chicken and you want to keep washing it, wash the damn chicken. If you don't, you don't. But I'm just putting information out there for the sake of, I guess, educational purposes at this point, man. Any restaurant you go to is not washing that chicken. I worked on a, a, the broil side. That's where the, they grill the steaks and the chicken for the salads and the, pretty much the chicken. Any grilled chicken that you got, I would cook. And I also worked at one restaurant where I was in charge of uh, frying the chicken. So, and restaurants generally take cross-contamination pretty seriously. Like in that kitchen, uh, you have to have a whole different set of utensils that you use with the raw chicken, uh, raw meat, period. And it's a whole nother color than the other utensils just to signify to you just by visually looking. You'll know that you're grabbing the raw uh, utensils you usually sometimes have to wear at least where I worked you have to wear a different color apron and a different color set of gloves while you were dealing with the raw um, with the raw meats to as a visual um, reminder to yourself and to the people around you that you were dealing with raw meats so if anybody saw you going away from that area into another area about to do something and you had on those gloves and that apron of that different color they would be able to say hey um you gotta you need to go uh, uh you know sanitize yourself because you you got on raw um you got on the raw protective whatever you want to call it protective devices protective clothing or whatever so yeah they take it cross-contamination pretty seriously but what they do not take seriously is washing chicken and partially that's because any type of bacteria or germs that is in the chicken, um, you're pretty much going to cook all that away. It's all that's going to die on the grill in the process of cooking. So washing it off really doesn't help anything. Now, of course, there's our conspiracy theorists out there who are going to say that, you know, they don't want you to wash it because they don't want to wash off anything, any type of chemicals or or or, or poisons that they placed on that chicken because of course they're trying to make us all sick and kill us even though we're doing a pretty good job of making ourselves sick and killing ourselves anyway but that that would be a really weak attempt right there <laughs> because i'm pretty sure any type of poison that they want to put on the chicken they'd also put in the chicken so washing that chicken is not going to get rid of the poisons because the poison if they're trying to poison us i guarantee that poison is not just on the chicken that poison is injected in the chicken they've been feeding that chicken that poison since it was a yolk and at this point it's fully contaminated i'm just saying i'm not saying that's what they do i'm just saying that if that's the plan we're far behind in, in stopping that and combating that because they've been on that since that chicken was first started clucking when it was still peeping when it was just a little peep They've been feeding that chicken poisons and antibiotics and steroids and everything else that we um, should not be consuming. So definitely washing that chicken is not going to help you at all. But, I mean, I get it. You take that chicken out of the pack and it's got that little slimy film on top of it and it just doesn't feel good in your hand. 
and you want to clean it off. And like I say, I wash my chicken. So at the end of the day, man, do whatever you want to do, whatever the best practice is for you and your household. Because uh, we've been washing chicken in my house since I was a little boy. Nobody's ever got E. coli or salmonella. But I've also been eating at restaurants since I was a little boy, and I didn't get E. coli or salmonella from those places either. So um, relax. So another thing that I ran across on social media, um, apparently they have banned uh, Minister Louis Farrakhan and a few more people from uh, sites like YouTube and Facebook and things like that, uh, uh, claiming allegedly that um, what they're teaching and what they're talking about is dangerous hate speech. And I'm like, wow, this is kind of concerning to me. Not because I'm a follower of Louis Farrakhan, because I'm not. Um, I have listened to some of his speeches, but I'm not I'm not Nation of Islam or anything like that. What concerns me is I'm thinking, okay, why? Why now? Why now? Minister Farrakhan has been around for ages, man. And he's been on talk shows. He's been on radio shows. You know, he had all kind of content on YouTube, Instagram, and um, so it just makes me wonder why now? Why at this particular time did they decide that him? But they, it wasn't just him. There were several other people um, of different of different demographics who um, have been who, who were part of that band too. But I'm thinking, why now? Why now? And the only thing that I can think of, man, is that. It is the climate that we're in right now, man, where people are becoming so, um, how do you say, people are becoming so fed up with the injustices that are happening in the legal system and just in the uh, everyday life and all the the different things that, you know, these marketing pan- can't, can't racist, racist marketing campaigns and things that are coming out. And then, you know, just... Um, overt racism is just it's just it's bubbling right now so yeah there's a lot of racial tension there's a lot of tension between um the different uh sexual orientations and all that type of stuff right now and really the last thing that they need is somebody to come in and not just stir the pot but be able to possibly unify uh people with common with a common viewpoint on the issues whether it be you know like i said whether it be sexual orientation whether it be race or classism or whatever it is man that when you get to a point where when you get to a boiling point of a situation and you have someone that can actually come in and direct that energy somewhere those are dangerous times now I don't necessarily know if I, I don't ne- know necessarily agree. Well, I can't really say whether I agree or not because I honestly have not partake enough in uh, Farrakhan or any of these other people that were on the list of people that were banned. I can't remember the rest of them, their names. Farrakhan was the one that stuck out to me because it was the one on it that I actually knew. And um, uh, I haven't uh, to, uh, ingested enough of his content 
or any of these other people's content to really classify it as either or you know whether it it should be considered hate speech or not i don't know because i haven't listened to enough of it to come to that um assessment but the second part of it that concerns me is like okay well where does it stop you know a lot of times when these bands come out like if, if you look back a couple of years ago they start youtube started cracking down on like steroids anything talking about steroids um even tags that contain the word steroids, HGA, growth hormone, any of that type of stuff, you know, it was getting, it it was, they were just an algorithm to make it less accessible to people. And then to outright just ban someone or someone's content from the whole platform, it's like, how far does this go? At what point do, you know, your regular, your average Joe Smooth start getting his stuff banned and you know being accused of having hate speech or you know just even offensive content or just something that other people don't like and report it and the next thing you know you can't you aren't allowed to use that platform anymore and yeah this is something that is concerning to me and should be concerning to each and every um podcast or content creator out there because you know it just as easy as it was him it could be any other one of us for any reason because at the end of the day uh the people who own the platform get to decide what who and what is going to be placed on their platform and i respect that and the fact that it's their platform nobody can tell them what they have to put on their platform i mean it's theirs as long as they're not practicing any type of discriminatory uh, um, you know, uh, measures to just keep certain demographics of people or certain, you know, out of there, then, I mean, yeah, they can do that. As far as the same with, you know, the different uh, platforms that host podcasts, I mean, they can decide, well, just one day, just, hey, we don't want this show on here because, you know, it's offensive, it's hate speech, it's whatever, and then, boom, your show is gone. So it's like, dang, how far is this going to go, number one? And number two, like, when I say how far it doesn't go, I'm not talking particularly about hate speech because I don't do hate speech, so that doesn't concern me. It's just like, how far do they go as far as, like, nitpicking and looking into what they are going to classify as acceptable and what are they not, you know, are we going to end up, is YouTube going to end up turning into, like, a kitty? a kitty platform where it's just you know a bunch of happy-go-lucky videos because i listen to well i watch a lot of youtube youtube is right really my main form of entertainment outside of podcasts so it's like man it makes me cringe a little bit to think okay what are they gonna do to youtube how is this gonna turn out and how's this gonna affect me mm, at the end of the day but uh we're gonna take a little bit break and then we'll be right back at it Man, they dropped the trailer for Sonic the Hedgehog movie, right? So, they're coming out with this Sonic the Hedgehog movie. And I tell you right now, Deville D.I. is not up for it. Um, <laughs> I saw, like, a sneak trailer a while back. I didn't pay it much attention. You know, me and my daughter was watching the movie, and he kind of just popped up. And, like I said, didn't pay it much attention. But now that I've seen this trailer... 
I'm not going forward, man. The artwork is trash. No disrespect to the artist, to the creator that put that together, but man, you could have did better. Because the Sonic in this movie is not the Sonic that I know and love. I grew up on Sonic. One of the first, no, 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 no. Yeah, one of the first games I had as a child was Sonic the Hedgehog on the Sega Genesis. Matter of fact, that was pretty much uh, the only, no, that wasn't the only game I had on the Sega Genesis. I had Sonic the Hedgehog and I had Castlevania on the Sega Genesis. And also the cartoon, they used to have the cartoon. I would watch that cartoon when I was little. That was one of my favorite cartoons, you know, him battling Dr. Robotnik and all that. And then Tails showed up and Sonic and Friends and all this. But one thing that stayed pretty consistent uh, over the years was the way that Sonic looked. Even though the last couple Sonic games have been trash, the way that Sonic looked remained pretty much the same. Except when they went into that little dark Sonic phase. But this character right here doesn't look like Sonic to me. The eyes aren't right. His arms aren't right. His legs aren't right. And he's wearing Nikes out there in these streets. I've never known Sonic the Hedgehog to wear Nikes. What the hell are y'all doing, man? What's ruining my childhood? This would normally be the type of movie that's just right up my alley that I'd just be all the way into. But no. No, 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 no. I didn't even finish watching the trailer because it was just disappointing to me. To me, period. And, um... I guess uh, Jim Carrey is playing Dr. Robot. Like I said, I didn't finish watching the trailer, but I saw him coming out of like a truck and with that mustache. And we all know that that's when you see that mustache and Sonic is in the title, that has to be, that is automatically has to be Dr. Robotnik. Now, I'm not telling you not to see the movie. It could turn out to be a great movie, but I'm not excited about it. And I probably won't see it. I might hmm, red box it or something like that. But it's definitely not going to be the ones, one of the uh, movies that I'm going to jump out and um, run out to the theater <laughs> to spend my money on seeing. My, and my, my daughter, when she, we saw it a while back, when we saw that little clip that they gave us at the theater, she wasn't excited about it at all either because she was like, he looks funny. So it's pretty consistent, man, that people who are into sonic well i'm not into sonic but i guess people who are fans i mean we just have a certain idea of what sonic looks like that'd be like if you change the look like the complete look of superman or batman or spider-man or something like that you know people are going to be like nah it looks funny and i'm not I don't, i'm not sure if i can get past the way that it looks because it just doesn't look like sonic to me now i mean it, it's now I get it too that it's it's kind of odd to be saying that uh, a hedgehog that walks on two legs and can run extremely fast and talk looks weird, <laughs> but it does, man. If you grew up on Sonic, if you played Sonic, if you watched that cartoon, then you know that it looks weird. Are we gonna really just bypass the fact that it doesn't look like Sonic at all? To um just to uh, fulfill the fantasy of having that uh, animated, that CGI animated Sonic movie 
Are we? I don't know. I'm not telling y'all what to do, man. Do whatever you like. But I'm not, I'm not too excited about that, John. Oh, man. This is wild. Ask and you shall receive. The universe has spoken. Okay. Now, let me tell you. I don't know. This could be false. Uh, this could be a false prophecy. But I just ran across um, a post on Instagram from Jess, Jeff Fowler. It says, let me pull this guy up right quick. That's that's my uh, that's my music for. Okay, this may nah definitely not. That's definitely not this guy. I was trying to look up his Instagram account to see if I can con- could confirm this uh before I started talking about it there's a post out that i was just looking at that was saying that um it was supposedly from jeff fowler saying that they heard our cries and that they were going to redo the artwork on the sonic the hedgehog and you know make it look more like the original but unfortunately i'm not able to verify this i'm searching for this guy's account and I thought if I found it for a second, but um, I'm I'm not, I'm saying I don't think that's him. There's a whole lot of Jeff Fowlers on Instagram, and the one that I thought was him, it's not even verified, and it only has like 600 followers. So I'm pretty sure that's not the guy that's making the Sonic movie. I would assume that he'd at least be recognized and be verified on uh on instagram when you think mm. but yeah it was saying i ran across a post that was saying they were going to redo the artwork on that but it appears that just that quick just as i got this excited i'll be uh, maybe disappointed again right behind that because i have not been able to confirm that but I now I ran into another one that says this. Uh, so maybe it is true. Maybe they are gonna redo the artwork for the Sonic movie. That would be dope if we get, they gave us a Sonic that actually looked like the Sonic that we know and love out here. But on another note, uh, man, somebody asked me what was I doing for Cinco de Mayo, which was an odd question to me. Because uh, it's like, what do you do for Cinco de Mayo? I think I've only celebrated Cinco de Mayo maybe once in my lifetime. And well, all we did, we went to this Mexican restaurant. One of my favorite Mexican restaurants. I'm talking about none of that Tex-Mex stuff. Authentic Mexican food, man. And they were, this place was packed. I think we waited like an hour and a half, maybe two hours just to get a table. And, um... We had taken an Uber there, so it wasn't like we were just going to, we thought about just leaving, but then we decided to, you know, just stick it out since we were already there. 
So we ended up, it's, and now it's Cinco de Mayo, so nobody's leaving no time soon. Everybody's just chilling. They're playing all this hip-hop music. You got people dancing on the bar. People are dancing on the table. They're twerking everywhere. And everybody's getting told. Everybody's getting told. Uh, I didn't drink that day. I wasn't drinking at the time. And that was weird. It's always weird to be at a function where the main form of entertainment, the main thing that we're doing there, and one, the main thing that you came there to do was to get drunk and you're not drinking because it puts a different spin and puts a different perspective on everything that's going on because you're sober so you're just watching everything unfold and seeing all this activity and shenanigans and it's like oh man is that how i act when i'm drunk so i don't know and then there was a bunch of old frat guys <laughs> and sorority uh sisters in there and it was just a lot of a lot of barking and, and, and noise making going on <laughs> but yeah i still end up having a good time it was a wild night i ended up having to doctor somebody and carry them home because they overdid it but i don't know man i don't have any plans for cinco de mayo necessarily i drink uh most days <laughs> if i'm gonna be 100 percent honest with you i drink so you know there's no particular day that drinking is special to me that's why i didn't get 420 or i don't get 420 if you smoke and you smoke like on the regular basis like it's an everyday thing to you then uh why would uh 420 be special because you were gonna smoke anyway i'm gonna be drinking regardless <laughs> on cinco de mayo because it's kind of like what i like to do is, is have a drink or two so yeah i don't really have any plans uh it is what it is but y'all didn't come here to listen to me talk about that y'all came here for some discipline so that's exactly what i'm going to give you so this one for the day have you ever experienced on a job uh people who bring their problems to you now no i'm not talking about people that come to you and they want to vent they want to talk about how terrible the company is how bad things are how much they hate it there how much they wish they had another job I'm talking about the people who bring genuine problems to you. Problems to you that you may not necessarily even be able to solve, but you may have the have access to the um to the people who would know or who could solve the issue that they're having. Does it bother you? Does it get on your nerves? Are you like, damn, why are you always bringing me your problems? Why am I always having to fix everybody's problems? I actually was given a pooper scooper uh, last year, year before, that was engraved with the words pooper scooper award for the previous year <laughs> because I was the one who was <laughs> scooping up all the shit. I was handling all the shit. <laughs> when shit happened, <laughs> DeVille was the one who they called on to get it fixed. And it irritated me for a while. But what you, what you have to realize is that the reason people are bringing you their issues instead of taking them to their direct supervisor or taking them to the, the source, to the person who's more than likely able to uh, handle those problems, is because you're a leader. They view you as a leader. They only not view you as a leader. They view you as their leader. And they're bringing their problems to you because they want you to fix it because maybe they feel like you are better at articulating things than they are or they feel like you 
have more pull, more impact. Your words may have more impact than theirs. They view you as someone of somewhat of authority that can get things done. So you have to be disciplined enough when these things happen to recognize the position in that you are in and to act accordingly and to take these people's issues and situations seriously with ultimate power comes ultimate responsibility like the spider-man saying when people are put you in charge of their problems it's kind of, it, it, it's not necessarily your responsibility but you may want to make it your responsibility because they view you as the person who can fix their problem for you for them and once you take on if you choose to take on that responsibility and you're able to take their problem to someone else or figure out what you need to do and how you need to do it to get it addressed and you start making changes and things start getting fixed because of your word you know what that what that's called an impact you're making an impact not just on your life and your career but on someone else's and what you've gained in that process normally is an ally somebody that will have your back because you had their back and now you can build together as you both try to uh, grow and achieve things that you're planning to achieve throughout your career. Take this information and use it however you will. But remember to be the reason someone's motivated or masturbated today. Because either way, you made a difference, my friend. I hope you got a good breakfast, a decent breakfast, a banana, some yogurt. Even if you stop and got you a bacon, egg, and cheese from freaking chick-fil-a but i don't know why you get the bacon egg and cheese from chick-fil-a when you could have got one of them delicious chicken biscuits but either way you got some breakfast in you because you're gonna need that energy while you're out here getting shit done thank y'all for tuning in to the vld thoughts by the vld love each and every last one of y'all that support me by listening to this podcast and if you'd like to take that support to another level then click that link down at the bottom that says support this podcast and pledge your donation a 99 cent uh what is it 4.99 or 9.99 even if you only do it one time yeah those is bars because i got to get mine oh don't let me start freestyling up in the jump but yeah even if you do it one time and then you discontinue the pledge it's cool if not i just appreciate your listens man just keep on clicking and keep on listening i love y'all i'm out of here peace